welcome to Comagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And this week, we're delving into one of the MCU's most controversial films as we talk about Oscar-winning director Chloe Zhao's The Eternals. But first, as always, we ask the most pressing question of every episode. What are we drinking this episode? What would you live and drink in an internal life? The Croy. The Croy Pumplemousse. Grapefruit. It is. If you were having to drink a alcoholic beverage, you're living a life eternal. Uh, I would imagine you'd have to rotate it. So what you know? What are some of those rotations? You can't go centuries drinking the same thing. I, I think that would get kind of crazy. Would you right. bounce around the? Would you bounce around the world and uh, take different cocktails? Would you think? Yeah, you're, I think so. Cocktails have changed over time, obviously, as well. Yeah. So I would imagine the choices were different. Right now, it's better. I, I feel like I would do more seasonal stuff, and I know seasons mean less if you're eternal, right? But I feel like if you're cold, it's nice to have like a, a heartier whiskey cocktail, mm. you know? And if it's like summer, maybe a gin, you know, gin and tonic have, or something. If you were an eternal, like in this film, you would have been there for like the creation of some you might in yeah. fact have been the person who taught them how to make the cocktail true true that would be amazing mm -hmm. i am drinking the century old favorite ice cold miller light yeah it's great it's an old classic yeah that's that's what they were drinking back in the day of course and by back in the day i mean i don't Tuesday. know when miller brewing started in the 20s maybe 30s i don't know the history of that. <laughs> um but we were talking the eternals uh inspired one by your first viewing of the film correct? yeah i Which finally was, watched was it recently. What, two years after it comes out two maybe? years after so yeah. you could tell jim was jumping at the <laughs> chance to watch it it's been on disney plus a pay service that he owns for literally years it's long um, it is. It's not that long. Yeah. Uh, and also inspired by our good friends at both Mike Calls Timmy and mm -hmm. Pop Addled, which has had extremely intriguing episodes, uh, not dealing with this film, but dealing with the MCU as a whole, which I'd like to discuss. Good. I did uh, not listen to that. So because I haven't so seen you, that you, movie so yet. Yes. So you, you have. Yes. So, so they were taught. Well, I think they both were talking about Ant-Man, but yeah. it's spurred into a larger discussion. But this is not about Ant-Man. Yeah. This is not about Captain America. This is not about Iron Man. This is about a series of characters nobody knew existed other than Keenan Laird. Uh, the Eternals. Jim, what are, what is, who are? I don't even know how to phrase we're gonna this. We're going to do a rundown? Yeah. What, what are the Eternals? In one sentence, you don't have to give a fancy one. If you had to say to somebody who had never heard of the Eternals before. Who are they? They are an ancient, uh, they're ancient aliens who've been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years. Yep. Basically. Somehow, somehow. We have at this point watched 25 Marvel films, I would imagine. Yes. Right? We're 25, 26 Marvel films, and somehow these people have Well, I will, I will get it right out of the way. The worst thing about this movie is that it's part of the MCU. Yeah, because well, that part of it point. makes yeah. no sense. Okay, and I that I want us to be a, a major part of this episode because I have okay. so many questions going with that. Yeah. Uh, before grade of the week, I'd like to acknowledge the newest uh, recording locale. I am no oh, longer yeah. recording out of a plastic tub. 
which I have been doing for months. He's now in a jail program. cell. You just can't see now, the barred window. Like I, right I up am now Square. in what we are calling officially uh, Commager's Boston alcove. It is an alcove in my newly completed basement. This is not, if you watch on Facebook, what it will look like when completely done. Uh, I have yet to be able to decorate and get a real. You're going to get like some Christmas lights and a lava lamp and some other things. I have already ordered, I've commissioned some wine bottle art from Richard Grieco. Of course. And that will be prominently on display. I I actually sent some One Hope wine bottles to him because that's the the only wine I would drink. And he will do some wine bottle art for me uh, with that. And we will get going to that. Uh, before we do anything else, though, we, it is time for grade of the week. How are we going to grade the Eternals? Now, I've been looking at our report card. Yeah. And we have so far in 2023 kind of been all over the place. Yeah. I'm sure. So I'm really interested where this one goes. Coming on hot on the heels of one Mr. Nicholas Cage's Con Air. <laughs> Uh, where does the Eternals rank from A plus to Flash Gordon? For me, this is like a C. Okay. I think it's good. It's just not special. I don't know. There's parts of it that I like when, when, so like comparing it to other MCU movies, it compares favorably in some ways and it, and not favorably in others. Um, but when you're talking about like, movies on a whole this is pretty forgettable it's not there's nothing to really think there's nothing brought up in this movie that hasn't been brought up before and it's not brought up in a new and interesting way i don't know well i would argue that the mcu has actually forgotten that this film exists because there has been absolutely no um reference to it or connection to almost it at all so i am gonna go a b minus okay because there are, and this is why, I the film itself is beautiful. It is. it is visually, it is visually beautiful, and thematically, there is enough in the middle third of this movie to push it out of a C range film for me. Okay, just ju- just barely. Um, so between the visual component of it. Some of the thematic ideas, the middle, which I enjoyed. Um, however, the final third of this film is disappointing, and the MCU ness of this yeah, makes it le- makes it. Less it makes no sense. I mean, when you have like world-ending scenarios going on. And there's not one other character that we're used to seeing involved. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. Well, uh, they I were very get... the Eter- and the Eternals were very aware of the Avengers. Yes, they spoke openly about them. Yes. So, like, why In were fact, the Avengers not involved? Of course, and that is a whole problem with the MCU currently. I would like to start this episode out with acknowledging that I was a huge fan of the films within the Infinity Saga. And I want to do that up front because a lot of what I'm going four to is say terrible. is going to be negative. Yeah. So, it, it, some in regards to this movie, but mainly in regards to the current MCU. Uh, I thought that what they did from a cinematic perspective in terms of building an interconnected universe the way they did was something that 
will not be achievable again in a significantly good way, probably for a good deal of time, I think. Yeah. In terms of the number of films, different people, all that. All of that being said, this film is the beginning of the issues with the current MCU. And Ooh, I, you I don't know about it, that. It, uh, no, I, in this sense, let me say what it is. What you hit with, the idea that there is no other person arriving as this cataclysmic apocalyptic event is occurring that nobody has been able to pick up on these people's existence is extremely problematic in the connected universe that this film has, you know, Marvel has created. Uh, And it's, it's problematic starting with some of the TV shows as well. Like your WandaVisions, your many of those Disney plus shows as well. I think those that, are pretty good, actually. They are, but again, it it turns into like when Wanda in WandaVision, and I guess we're quasi-spoiling WandaVision, so if you haven't watched it, don't. But when she's doing what she's doing, and Spider-Man's not there, and all these people are not there. But that's only a small that, town. Like, I can I can. But it's right that. outside New York City, and it's turning into a massive event. Now, that is not as bad as this film, which, jumping to the end... The world's going to end. The world is ending and an enormous head is now sticking out of the planet. Yeah. And no one seems to care. Right. And let's be honest, like the Eternals don't seem to exhibit powers beyond our typical superheroes. Right. Like, no, I would argue the only one is maybe Icarus, but not any more than. Vision. I would say he was kind yeah, of in but line if with you, what Vision or Tony in his suit. Yeah, maybe with like, his, I'm talking about as a person. Yeah. yeah, and then I guess or with, Thor. Like Thor would kill him, that guy. True. Yeah, maybe. I. But that's the thing we don't. Right. Know. We don't know. Anyway, it doesn't. The the point is. I guess it doesn't matter ultimately, it, but it's very problematic. It's just, this film it is just problematic doesn't make because any of sense. the MCU. Right. Whereas, and we can outside of the MCU. I think the story's pretty. You know, it's pretty good. I enjoy it. The story is very interesting. We can double back to the MCU. Let's talk about the film itself, and then we can go back into the MCU. First of all, this film does achieve something that the other Marvel movies rarely do, which is providing, (laughs) well, a lot of it, but having real visuals. Yeah. It looks beautiful. And I would say the CGI in this is better than most. Yes, of the, the CGI is not only is the CGI solid, but I feel like the visuals in most Marvel films that are breathtaking you want to see are the CGI sequences. Yeah. In this film, it's the opposite. Right. The CGI is not bad, but the CGI to me was significantly less interesting than some of these wide, amazing shots of when they're going to farms or they're yeah. going through fields, when they're shooting the deserts. And that is unique yep and the problem is i feel like they they were only willing to go so far with allowing it to be unique and then they had to then it's like but we got to have the marvel piece to it because it's an mcu film so then it went back to i mean some of the fight sequences at the end i think from a choreographed perspective were very captain marvel oh sure to me they had an extremely captain marvel feel and I don't know that that it pulled you out of what that middle third of the movie was 
to yeah. me, which was a much more interesting exploration of character than I probably expected when I went into the theater. Yeah, yeah, I liked I liked how they were all dealing with, you know, all the, basically the Eternals end up having to deal with the death of their leader, um, and finding out that their purpose on earth is basically to create a giant incubation egg for a celestial a celestial right. Right. which i it, here's another issue i have with this and this is another kind of modern mcu problem i'm starting to have and and keenan spoke to this pretty well if you listen to the pop out old ant-man thing it is starting to turn very comic heavy that I need to, I feel like I'm missing things and they're drawing deeper into the comic lore and it's not as See, simple to grasp in terms of like some of the characters, you know, like I, I don't know. I felt like that, that first phase, I never really read comics, but Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, I could get into those characters quickly and it's not that I didn't like the characters in this, but there's a lot of characters in this. Yep. And I also felt like I didn't know a lot about this. Like there's the Kit Harrington piece, which we can talk about maybe later. Like he's a character that's going to be part of a connected universe and there's all this lore and then there's celestials and all this stuff going on. And I feel like if I knew the comic, I would connect to that piece. Yeah, but that's not, but so I don't. So I didn't connect to it maybe as much as I would have. Yeah. I see. I don't think they're leaning on it on comics as far as like like here here's the excuse i hate which is like i hate when someone says well that's in the comics and i'm like yeah but that doesn't mean it makes sense that just means it exists somewhere it's else in the comic I agree. right you're completely and so right. like i i like i i didn't have a hard time understanding what was going on in this movie not uh, not knowing any of these no people. no not knowing but i just felt like this was one of the first times i felt like Maybe if I knew the comics, I would be able to connect better to the movie. I, I didn't necessarily mm. feel that way with some of the other movies, even with like Thanos or things like that. Yeah. I was just like the slight uh, minimal, but yeah. still. My problem is that, that. that for the most part, the writing for. I mean, just look and, and again, I'm a little behind. So like we have. For phase four. Well, we have uh, Far From Home was the first one after Endgame. It's great. Black Absolutely. Widow, pretty good. Shang-Chi, it's good. Shang-Chi is a Eternals, good. I okay. put it on the same level as Shang-Chi. I don't, I don't see that much like of a difference. I like Shang-Chi slightly, some parts of Shang-Chi slightly yeah. better, but I think, they're, I think that's a fair assessment. They're no Way Home, lot. I like a lot. Yes, that's a fabulous movie. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Ooh. I think, is awful. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. I know most people don't like it. I love but that. You movie. like it. You love. And it. I think that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Wakanda Forever. Haven't seen that yet. Yeah. And Ant Man and the Wasp. Everyone Whoa. hates it. <laughs> Jesus, what what a dumpster fire that film is. And now we have Guardians coming up next. And my problem with those good. movies from like so for for shang chi eternals black widow i mean doctor strange 
and I don't know about him and the others I haven't seen. The the writing is just boring. Like character wise, this stuff is so elementary, and I feel like all so much of it has turned into like, let's just do cool things and figure out how to connect them. And I hate that in movies. Like I hate not having. Like, my problem with Doctor Strange is that that movie just totally undid WandaVision. Instead, yeah, of, it, it made WandaVision seem... Just as, like, filler until they could do the movie. It was... I agree. Yeah, because the, the whole the purpose... choice of characters and yeah. everything was so odd with that. And they, they go into... They go into constant fan service. So, the, her whole thing for WandaVision was that she was struggling with Vision's death. Right? Yes. It's trauma, right? Which is right. an interesting... That totally show is interesting. Very, it's very totally good. Totally interesting conceptually. However, what she's dealing with in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is the loss of her imaginary children. She doesn't even mention Vision as like being lost. She mentions him in passing one time, I think. The whole yeah, purpose in that movie is going choice. after children that never really existed in another universe. Like, what is... Ha what? No, it's so bad. Well, and it's, like... It's so... Yeah, I... What's so interesting about this like next group and Eternals kind of ties into me into this. It actually, it doesn't kind of, it completely turns into it. I was of the belief that it was really interesting that they were going to try to do different things in this. I was like, okay, yeah, you, you don't want to just do another Iron Man, another Captain America. Right. But what I'm coming to believe is maybe I do want that. Yeah, those I wrote you an idea, right? The yeah, idea that they need to do characters for me they right now. Characters. Right now, I would, I mean, limp Blow out, the, limp out this multiverse saga as quickly as possible. I mean, we're talking another two, three year, three years of this. I mean, come on, I, I would love for them to just start over, have MCU v, v two roll out your whoever you're whoever you're casting as Wolverine roll that movie out first and build yeah. the X-Men the same well, way you built the did Avengers they not do that like I feel like the the one thing about the original ones and I know these movies it what was really interesting is everybody at the time had said oh it's not Robert Downey Jr. that matters it's the character of Iron Man it's not, not Chris true. Evans right that it's not true at all. Right. That has been shown to be completely false now. And I kind of bought that narrative. Remember when people like a lot of famous actors were talking about, oh, it's it's the comic character that matters. It's not the what we're seeing in this movie, like which character in the Eternals would you care about seeing in an Avengers? Uh, Is there any? Yeah, there's one. I think Angelina Jolie was great. Yeah, but I mean, is she? And I think her carry, character was interesting. Do, do, she was interesting, but carry it the way that Robert Downey Jr. carried Infinity War or you know Endgame. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think there's characters of that ilk. Like, what they've created is just not as interesting. Like in this movie, there are some interesting characters, well, but she, not ones she, that hooked the me first to a one, whole film. It's the first. I one. know, but. Well, know. and it's not, I it's just, an ensemble, right? So it's not focused it is, on one. which is different. I know. I just, the, the themes they use in it, I like. One of my problems with this film, and I will say this, is the fact that it is the lowest rated. That's stupid. 
MCU film is ridiculous. And yeah. I think it's completely because of the story leaks and people claiming it's woke. Yeah. And yeah, Cause they have a gay character. Kind of, that's, all, that's all, I mean, garbage. The themes in it were interesting, but I wonder why they wouldn't let them. I feel like they wouldn't let them explore it completely. I, don't, can't, like, can I, I can't say that they get the script that they get. I mean, where have you know, heard but, that they had a different script and they weren't allowed to do it? I feel that there's, I think that's the MCU. I feel like they, they, create parameters keenan brought this point up and i thought it was a really fascinating that's a made idea. up narrative we've never once heard that someone well, was Kevin, like well no you see the number of people that wrote this script this yeah like, that tells you alone the number of revisions it went through yeah but that the doesn't mean of, that they couldn't do anything like well no 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 but i'm saying you can only take it so far because you have to tie in elements of the mcu Right, but that's not the only problem with this movie. The rest of no, it's no, pretty I'm derivative. I'm, I'm not saying it's the only problem. Right. But I'm saying that the the film could have explored things in an even deeper way. And that's not the problem with like to, to me. That's not the problem with Doctor Strange. That's not the problem. So which with, part is the so so writing your element is you just think it's I think it's boring. I think they're I think their characters are just going between cool shit to do, which well, granted that might be what's interesting in a comic, but like we're talking about film. And so like for mm -hmm. me, like the spectacle of a Marvel movie has run its course. Like that can't be what you rely on anymore. So like you need to write character arcs that are emotional and make some kind of sense. Like, I don't know. Well, yeah, the cool stuff, you're right. No, the cool stuff only goes so far. Like, I had in my notes, the opening battle where they intro the characters is pretty cool. Yeah. As an opening. But you have to then have oh, the more second, than that. The second third, like you're saying, there's a lot of really good... Yeah, uh, and then the back, the back character, third of it, yeah. it, it, The back third battle isn't as interesting as the opening where you're introduced to their powers. Yeah. No, it's I thought it was interesting like, that eh. they allowed some of these characters to kind of quote unquote turn bad. And then they allowed some of them to just kind of like quote unquote Disappear. not care. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought no, that was interesting. I, that part of it was really interesting. I mean, there are some ideas in here that are are kind of intriguing, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the whole process of having a discussion of like the idea of the belief of humanism over gods. Yeah. Right? Like because it, which is kind of meta, right? Like you're in a world where superheroes have saved everyone. Right. But it's also like th this movie is one of the few in the more recent that actually shows real humans like being affected by some of this stuff. Um, which which is interesting. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't leaned more. In, I thought they would lean more into that within these phases of movies yeah like it, you touched on it a little bit in falcon and the winter, winter soldier right yeah. you saw it maybe a little bit in wandavision but like the the overall trauma of what this world is like i mean are we to believe at the end that because of the the snap and people coming back after endgame that something like what happens with the celestial being coming out of the planet is just like oh it's wednesday but we live in the screwed up world now because it's, you know, yeah, it's almost it's, like that. But I think that's a really interesting thing they could mine with it. Well, they can't because it's like it gets too sad, right? Like the kind of shit that they're doing to the planet is like, could you imagine that? Like trying to show a real human living through that? Like it, it's just not it doesn't work. And so like 
I think they need to set up a, a dynamic where if they're going to continue this for 50 years or whatever, they need to like, they need to reset every once in a while. And this happens in the comics all the time where they like start a new branch and they'll just call it like, Oh, this is the ultimate X-Men. It's like a totally different universe. Yeah. Right. Well, there was no, there was no ultimate need to continue after Endgame. that was that where the right. reboot should have happened. And would that have happened? I don't well, it, know I mean, if they the, had no, the we, full X-Men rights. Or they would have had to be point. really ballsy to do that because there's so much money out there to continue that that thing and and but i i think after ant-man they're going to be really questioning considering how you know what ant-man's done right like i don't know what the box I mean, office, the box office open. has been okay but it's not it's not going to make as much as the second yeah it's, it's gonna 463 make million it's a lot it was honestly i thought really 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 bad and not to like bash on it but it was I don't, there was nothing about it that was interesting to me in the least. And yeah. it, this has been a, a like a, a building trend for me now, which is kind of upsetting because like I said, I'm a person who had used to go opening night of every Marvel movie to see him. And now it's starting to become almost a chore. Yeah. To that, watch them. And that's sort of why and, I don't, I'm not as thrilled about jumping in and watching them right off the bat. I watch them as they as they come on TV. I I don't feel like I need I don't feel like I need to go to the theater to see them. Um you know, like which is sad. It was like there was a run there where they were doing it was really entertaining. And honestly, rewatching this movie was entertaining. I thought some of the there's some really interesting good performances in this movie, Angelina Jolie is great. I'm a big Gemma Chan fan. Yeah. I, I liked what they were trying to do with that character. Um, I think there was a, obviously she's probably going to be the most powerful one. The, the thing that kind of bothers me now, several years after seeing this and then going back and rewatching it now is there's no mention of it anywhere anymore. Right, like, right. I don't understand where this fits in. And I'm like, I'm not hearing anything about the Eternals. And I don't know if there's going to be an element of them in the Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. But I feel like by the time they come back, I'm like, why was this movie done when it was done? Because it's from what I've read, it's supposed to set up the idea of Galactus. But now the big bad is going to be Jonathan Majors and Kang. So I'm assuming that the whole celestial thing isn't going to be until the next big wave of movies. So we're going to not revisit this idea for five, six, seven, eight years. Yeah, it's part. And, and this is part of the problem with like the like villain calamity arms race of Marvel movies. And they keep talking about like they're going to go back to some of the street level heroes like Spider-Man, well, Daredevil, Daredevil I mean, Punisher. Whatever it may be, but like the problem is, for, like for all these other ones, it it's like you keep making it bigger and bigger and more of a spectacle. It's like, but the stakes seem less and less because they just don't care, right? Like they. Well, yeah, but that's a fair point. Like, yeah. What what's going to be unique about it? And like, so they they end up some... seeming smaller in some ways, and they have to. And actually, the one that. I was probably started my disappointment. Some was I was really excited for Falcon and the winter soldier 
Yeah, I like that. It was it was okay. It was solid, but I was like, you're just left being like, okay, when I see Captain America, I thought of the Captain America movies. And it's like you can't deliver that in a series, which is fine, but yeah. you're gonna have to change what that is. Now, in the in the the reverse of it, I do think, you know, within this movie, the idea of like a character like Icarus, Matt, Richard Matt, I thought his he was interesting. Yeah, he was I good. found I found him and that character to be significantly more engaging and interesting than the most recent iteration of Superman than Henry Cavill's Superman. Like the mm. ideas that were there, his performance, I think was strong. I actually think a lot of the acting in this movie was, was pretty darn good was better than i had remember i have to say this movie itself was better than i re remember it being in the theater okay like the performances and things like that i don't again it's like a b minus for me i don't yeah it, 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 it's that it kind of thing where like years if you're, to re, we rewatch it so it, i'm not like i didn't need to rewatch it it's but. the whole thing of like having to like when you watch these things compare them to the other marvel movies and 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 evaluate them or like and try to enjoy them within that context and that's kind of become exhausting it's just like i don't care anymore like just tell me a good story from beginning well, you, to end um very fair point yeah and and i don't know i feel well, like they're failing in that simple task well, like i do wonder do you think that is tied into the fact that you you almost don't get to tell your own story from beginning to end because they are, you are getting notes saying like, Hey, we need kid Harrington in here because he's going to be whatever that dark saber thing is. Like we yeah. need you to figure out how to throw this into the movie because we need to do this. I don't think hey, that part felt thrown in. I mean, the, the, obviously the stinger, but like, yes, that dirt, those are okay, always but out. i mean it's just like I, I but don't him know. is part I, I of the movie i actually kind of liked i liked him too no but my point is i i'm wondering are you allowed to make these movies anymore where it's just about that individual movie and that's where i wonder you know like yeah. you should be able to watch a movie for its own merit right like watch it is there a beginning middle and end i want to watch this movie like can I do that? Now, well, I understand with the MCU, they you all have to give I mean, up yeah. some. You have to give up some of that. If you watch any of these big and some of them are sequels franchises, and, yeah. And but I mean, like can that. it stand alone? Like, if you go back and look at, let's say, Iron Man, the original Iron Man movie, that was a movie that was self-contained in itself. Yeah. So it was I mean, this is a movie that's self-contained. Do you think completely though? Yeah. We're left in a situation. Yeah, I think that's partly why it's weird is that it's like right. in one out of one side of its mouth, it's like, hey, we're part of the MCU. And out of the other side of the mouth, they're like, okay, well, where's the MCU? Like it's not here. But it's also Yeah, that's fair. And then I also think it's left so open-ended. Like at the end, they're just kind of like it's like we're gonna take a scene out of 2001, and instead of having Space Baby, we're gonna have a Celestial who reaches his hand and yeah. pulls people off the planet. And I'm just like, that was a weird end choice. And the film ends on Kid Harrington. So I don't know. Like that part to me was a little weird. Well, it ends with uh, the actual movie ends with what's his name, right? Uh, Eros. 
Yeah, Tell me. well, the, after the yeah, all the yeah. other stuff. Yeah, yes, uh, Harry Styles. Was that a stinger? I can't remember. Yes, was that, that was a, that was that, that was, was a stinger. The and Kid Harrington was post picking up the knife and hearing Blade's voice, which is but what's interesting. Is, yeah. He's booted from that. Yeah, apparently. Now they're not going to do that. I, but that's what I mean. So I, yeah, but that's the problem. Is like they, their conviction, like you can't, you can't do that, and then boot it, and then make him not part of the Blade movie, right? Like if you have conviction to put that in there, then do the thing and do the thing you good. Have to yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. That but all that it's probably this, because this movie didn't was poorly maybe. reviewed. Well, and Blade's been a, a train wreck against the director left. They've rewritten it a bunch of times. And so I don't know. This ties into some. I was on the No Limits podcast talking about this and like the Eternals. I, I wonder, does this movie get better because of things they do moving forward or does it disappear? You know, what I mean, no. in terms of connection and interesting things. And I feel like this one is just falling off. And that was bound to happen at some point. You know, there was bound to be a misstep there's no way you can have this many connected things going on and it, i don't something's yeah, going to be I, off to be honest point. with you when i look back at this list i don't think there's any movies that get better from something that happened afterwards in I, the I mcu don't. yeah no i i'm not saying you would i'm just yeah. wondering like does it somehow serve as a springboard and then you go oh. back and watch it and say like oh okay yeah this is but it seems like it's being abandoned. Again, I think they just need to do happening. I think in some they of these need. Areas. They need to reboot because they 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 have to start. They have to make it has to be smaller. It has to it has to be more. Yeah, people need to feel more connected to these characters rather than just like. It feels like the X Games. It's like extreme the whole time. It doesn't. Well, and, and, and Eternals adding... doesn't do that. But like when no, I no. look at and the preview don't. that I saw for Ant-Man and the Wasp, I just, I have no interest in that movie. Oh my God, it was so bad. The CGI was, it's all CGI. It's the characters, you don't care about any character in the movie. And at least in this, I'll say, I cared about characters. There were a few themes, like few characters in particular with this movie mm -hmm. that tell really interesting stories. Nikhil, the Johnny's character. Yeah. That is a really like they make some super interesting choices yeah. with his character. He provides humor. Like yeah. I genuinely laughed. The idea of bringing in a regular person with him, as you were talking yeah. about, like we see some regular people in it. That is super cool. Like yeah. that character is it, like his power. Eh, it's kind of like a secondary Marvel power, but I don't even care because yeah. he is he is bringing some energy and a vibe to it that makes it really intriguing. I, I think the, the main story of the multiverse saga error, or whatever they're calling it, where you have from Black Widow on to now, is that for me, the TV shows have been a million times better than any of the movies. Like, like it's not even close for me. Like, I would watch any of those series. So I'm talking... WandaVision, Any of them. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yep. yep. Uh, Hawkeye, yep. More, Mar uh, Miss Marvel, She Hulk, She Hulk, and Moon Knight. I think Knight. all of them have much better storytelling, character arcs, and like relatable emotional like resonance. So you these think they. 
they should they be following Star Wars, which is really cut back on movies significantly and are focusing their attention on their series. I don't know because Marvel can't I, I mean because Star Wars hasn't didn't exactly knock it out of the park with the movies and I I don't have great things to say about the Mandalorian right now, but I haven't watched the most recent episode. <laughs> People like the most recent one apparently. Uh so love Nikki and the Johnny. I loved the the idea of the sprite character was interesting, yes. right? Like yeah, that, but th- I mean, that, that, come, that was, was, it was like Peter Pan esque, right? You or know, like Interview with a Vampire, yeah. Yes. Well, I thought about Interview with yeah. a Vampire when I was watching this. Yeah. That, I also, that's, uh, as, yeah. And uh, Barry Cogan, who. Oh, he's great. Who's just so good in everything. That character in particular, but that's what I mean. Like when you started to get to some of those themes, like in the middle third of that movie. I'm like, I almost wish I could chop off all the other stuff because now we're talking about something really, really interesting. interesting. Like if you said like to Chloe Zhao, we just want you to make a superhero movie. Just a superhero movie. Yeah. You don't have to tie it in like to anything else or kind of what they're doing. DC is doing now with the Robert Pattinson Batman. Like it's not going to be part of any of this universe. Yeah. Go make Eternals. It can be we've created a multiverse so it can be in a different universe yeah. right where there are no superheroes maybe right. they, i mean how fascinating would that be right if they're living in a world where there are no superheroes so they had to watch all this stuff like the snap and every you know, whatever the snap wouldn't happen you know my point right like, and and then you're dealing with these issues of how would these characters deal with it and then in particular how would these characters deal with the twist that is no no you're not the saviors of these right you're basically cultivating. You're like the farmers, and these people are the crop. Yeah, and you're going to you're, you're going to be cultivating that, and and, the, and yeah, and you have and and you aren't even a person. Yeah, like, yeah, that's and, some and pretty and, deep. St- that's some pretty deep stuff. Yeah, I do like the way that they they played with um, his character. So who was Barry Keaton? His character was like, Druid. Druid, yeah. He, yeah. So like his the idea that like they sort of set him up to be the bad guy, right? Like it feels through the first half of this movie that he, that he's the, the bad, bad guy. Cause he disappears. He doesn't come back. There's a little bit of tension with him, but all of that kind of makes sense to me because his character has this feeling of like, we should be doing more to help these people. And we're not. Um, and he only knows how to do one thing, right? He knows how to like control, control, mind control, right? But his, He's restrained himself to doing that to only a small group of people rather than like the whole planet. Um, Whereas it seems like he would like others to kind of get on board with helping out, but uh, and doing what they can do. And they're not really interested in that because they have rules. Right. Um, But we find out it's because the more violence and the more, the more wars that take place, the more, the energy, population right? and the energy and it, increases it advances yeah. and all that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I thought that was really fascinating. I also really, and it kind of ties into, I feel like a lot of war movies, like when you watch, um, thin red line, if you watch things like all quiet on the Western front, this idea of finding your purpose versus what you're told your purposes mm. like you know like w- what do you do like the icarus character in particular 
Like, what do you do when you find out what you've committed yourself to is not what you believe? Do you continue to do it because that is what you've dedicated your whole life to? Or do you have the ability to abandon it and recognize that I have dedicated my life to something that is not correct or is wrong? And the idea of like that idea and it it doesn't it, it kind of plays out in the movie not anywhere near what i would like it to play out but it 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 did i did feel like there's another nugget to be mine that was really interesting in terms of like when we were talking about annihilation when we were talking about the prestige like here's like that idea alone right there would have made such an amazing like nobody's made a movie in my mind like a superhero movie where that's the core principle of it like what happens when you find out to that degree like you're somebody like icarus with all this power and you have been a pawn or you have been used in that way i feel like you see it sometimes in war movies but never in a superhero Mm. yeah yeah i haven't thought about that there might be some out there (laughs) there might be i mean maybe but it's certainly no recent one i mean but not part of the mcu and then coming to like that idea of love and the and that ultimately he does abandon that but he he can't live with himself and he flies into the sun yeah right but then there's that really so that's how he deals with it right and then you have Gemma chan's character who deals with it play when she feels she's wrong but she becomes stronger because of it right she she leans into it she's like I'm going to fight back against this now. And she becomes stronger as a result coming to it. And then you have Nikhil Najani who just, he sits out the whole final third. Yep. Which is, that was a really interesting choice. When do you ever see that in a superhero movie? He's just like, Hey, listen, I know this isn't right, but I, you know, I, I'm not going to fight about that. I'm yeah. going to let it happen and I'm just going to go away. So yeah. I, th- that was kind of, all those ideas were kind of interesting ideas, which I think disappear because it's like, well, now we got to have the big CGI ending and the celestial head has to come out. Yeah, but that's not a mar- So like, that's not a that's Marvel, not a Marvel thing. thing. That's a blockbuster thing. Yeah. But my point is, and I get it. You don't get the budget. You don't get anything. And, and maybe, that's not even the film they should have been striving for. Like, you know what you get into, right? Like you're, you're getting into this movie. This is what it is. My point is those ideas were really intriguing to me. And maybe that's what an a 24 superhero movie would look like. Like maybe that's what I really want. I don't want a $200 million superhero movie. Maybe you can make it at like 25 million. And I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I do think this movie is worth watching. Oh, sure. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I do. I would listen. Some of the recent ones that we've talked about, like, let me give you the, some of the numbers here. So I picked all the recent Marvel movies. Here are the letterbox numbers. And I realize you haven't, I, I you haven't seen black Panther. Right. So we can kind of disregard black Panther, uh, which a whole separate thing here, which is interesting about black Panther, about black Panther. I actually have found the villains in this phase more interesting than the heroes, Mm. at least in Ant-Man and Black Panther. 
the villains have been significantly more interesting. Um, and Black Thor, Widow, Love and Thunder. I mean, he was Christian Bale was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, so Black and Doctor Widow, Strange is, should have been. I mean, Wanda. It was a Wanda movie. It really wasn't. Yeah, it Doctor was. Strange. No, it's no. All right, so here's the letterbox. This is out of five. Black Widow is a three-one, which is pretty low. That's low. That movie's not great. It's, no, it's not great, but that's low for a letterbox. Shang Chi is three six. Good movie. Yeah, I, I I enjoy that movie. Eternals is only a three zero. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, that's still I think kind of low. Um, Spider Man uh, is a four. Yeah, Spider Man is good. Yeah. It is he's Both Spider Man movies post Endgame are. Yeah, hands because, down the best because they're focusing on, they're the focusing Marvel on a character's like journey like yeah, like the, they're both awesome yeah i f- i feel by the way and i've never felt this way like i i thought we were talking about like the marvelization of spider-man right like when they brought oh, him yeah. in and did homecoming and stuff like that and it's like okay we're they're the best marvel movies right now yeah and i'm not even the, i'm not sure it's even close dr strange was a three two Thor Love and Thunder is the lowest ranked one on yeah. Letterbox at 2.8. And then Black Panther is 3.6, which I think is too high. Black Panther, I did not love. Mm. And I didn't check Ant-Man because I know you hadn't seen Ant-Man. Ant-Man is easily a bottom five MCU movie. <laughs> uh, Might maybe be bottom two. I would say that like I would put Eternals above Black Widow. I put it about equal with Shang-Chi. I put it below spider-man above doctor strange below mm. thor and i haven't seen black panther yeah i think it, i'd be interested if you watched the new black panther i've been waiting for the kids to watch it so yeah here's the thing i'll say about the new black panther without spoiling anything the issues of marvel like adding the marvel thing ish piece to it is even more so in black panther than in this movie mm-hmm. they are literally putting in characters that don't need to be there. They're only being put there to further the expansion of the Marvel universe. And it, cause, because at its core, actually there's some cool themes and ideas in black Panther, which I really liked Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, This film is not better than he. No, no. Uh, Can I ask you a question? Would this film have been better if flash Gordon was one of the, (laughs) no, it would not have. If Ming the Merciless was a celestial, is he a celestial? What if Ming the Merciless started using his <laughs> natural disaster machine and did hot hail? Would you not have loved to see some hot hail? Show the up hot hail seemed to have no effect. So <laughs> imagine hot yeah. hail started raining down on the planet in this. Yeah. I would have loved some uh, hot hail. I do want to say one other thing. This film is not worse than Flash Court. No. Um, Keenan brought up. And I do think you should go listen to their Ant-Man because we will never do an Ant-Man in the Wasp Quantumania okay. episode because I will never watch the film ever again. Uh, it, the film was worse than Jurassic World. Uh, Dominion. Dominion. It was worse than that movie by a good amount. Um, but this, it, Marvel has become the closest thing to the Hollywood system of the 1920s and 30s. Okay. And Keenan made this point, and I think it's so fascinating. I just finished uh, Hollywood in Oral History, which is an amazing book. Uh, about like early Hollywood and it's partly the the time period of um, the movie Babylon with Brad mm-hmm. Pitt 
which is a completely uneven movie. There's some elements of it that are fascinating and I would tell you to watch. And there's All some right, movie, come or, on. Yeah, parts of it are awful. Um, but where the producer's the most important part. Okay. And Kevin Feige is the most important part of what's going on here. And I think that's maybe starting to turn into a problem. Where the director, yeah, I don't know where if the it's... producer the, again, the overarching umbrella is becoming more important. It, well, I don't know if it's a problem. It's different than what we're used to where we we've been raised in an era where the director is usually the most, or, or the writer is the most important part of the project. And in this case, I think it's the producer. And I think, I think that's going to change different in that. It could. Yeah. Because but I think it, that's the Pete now. Yeah. I don't know that he's more important. It's just that like, it's, it's maybe more powerful. Maybe that's what I should use as a term. The most powerful person in all of these projects. Maybe, is but I don't think he's the problem. I think the problem is that they are just, there's just too many things that happening. That could be right a problem now. too. That's fair. Like, um, yeah. yeah, no, go with it. I, I, you're right. Right. Yeah, everything's got to be bigger, crazier. And there's going to be, things. you know, a couple movies a year, which is just, it's starting to get too much. It, it's just, it I just doesn't I feel get through all of it, it doesn't feel it doesn't I'm, feel I'm, fun to me anymore it just it feels it feels like a yeah it does it's they're pushing it, things back interested. yeah they're pushing things back like the marvels got yeah but i've back. already heard about them so it's almost like too late <laughs> it's like oh because you know about yeah it's like, I, like I are just, you excited for daredevil yes when that comes as a tv show yeah i'm excited about that one are you let me give you a couple other projects you're clearly would be you're counting the days until we can get a Wolverine. Is that a fair yes, assessment 100%. or some X-Men? Yep. Fantastic four. Mm, not really. I don't know about that one too. I'm with you. I'm like all the team I, ones are tough. Like I, I don't, yeah, I'm, I I'm really excited wish... for guardians because I do want to see how that team he ties closes, it up. Closes and, yeah, it out. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I do like the majority. I, I like that cast. I like, I like that, that group. And and they've done a good job in those two movies of, of kind of having like it's a, well deserved. Yeah. They, they deserve a third one to be able to yeah. tie where that is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, it is time for double feature. What film would you pair with the Eternals? I already gave you my feature interview with the vampire. I could yeah. not stop thinking about that as we were watching this movie because so much of that movie deal deals with the idea of being immortal and how time change and and you sort of have to change around it and you know the the complex emotional issues that come about because of that yeah uh check out our interview with a vampire episode with mike another movie uh, that's totally not great but worth watching <laughs> which do you think's better eternals or interview with the vampire what are oh, you, man. which would you be more likely to rewatch? Probably in with you interview with the vampire. I think, I think so too. I, feel I think that there's way too, some actually. more. I mean, come on, that, that Tom Cruise performance is so good. And Kirsten Dunst might be. Yes, she was and, out of this world. And I don't think there's a performance like that in Eternals. So, no, I would agree with that. This was probably the hardest one of any double feature we've ever done. Like it, when I thought interview with yeah. the vampire as well, I picked the Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Um. The humor in this is better than The Last Jedi. We yes. won't open that can of worms. But I thought that, like The Last Jedi, there's some really cool, interesting, different things they're doing for the for the franchise. Sure. But there's also an unevenness yeah. 
in it that is problematic. And I also think it's a film that was and has been by core fans of both franchises negatively oh yeah yeah viewed yeah. for absolutely and that's why reasons. like the, those online ratings of the movies like i i can't care about that because like the right now like people that get on the internet and vote for a movie or or rate a movie it's like you know well that's why i tim tim on pop adult use metacritic which i like it's critic the one reason i like letterboxd is it's literally people using it to track their own mo movie viewing. Yeah. So, so people in, in many cases, I think are a little bit more fair. Cause it's not like a rotten, like other than us, I don't know people who are going around talking about the letterbox ratings. It's that, you know, that it's not on right, right, TV right, right. commercials and stuff like that. Uh, all right. It's time for five questions. You want answers? You want answers? answers. I want the truth. What makes a man? Mr. Lebowski. What the fuck is the internet? Watch. Why? All right, five question time. Kit Harrington, we brought him up a few times, is in the beginning of this movie. He's in the last five minutes of this movie. Of course, everyone knows him as the amazing Jon Snow from the Game of Thrones series, which everybody loved before the last season of the show. Uh, there is going to be a new Jon Snow series. Jim is an OG Game of Thrones official book reader, mm. not just an HBO uh, series lover. Uh, are you interested, thumbs up or thumbs down, in a new Jon Snow series? Thumbs down. I'm, I'm not. I'm just not. I, I'm not interested in watching House of the Dragon. I don't know why. I just... Just, you, you've been there, done it, and yeah. you've moved on. I, I, yeah? I don't know. Maybe I will in a couple of years. I'll get back to it. If, but yeah. If he not. ever writes the book yeah. that you've been waiting to read for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, would you rather question? We didn't talk about her. Selma Hayek is in this oh, film yeah, as Ajax. Very good. Solid performance. Angelina Jolie, we both agree, is fabulous in this movie. Would you rather watch a Selma Hayek or Angelina Jolie movie? Hmm, that's tough. I mean... They're both beautiful. I think Angelina, for me, is a better actress. I don't know for sure. I mean, I, I can't. I don't know. I think I would rather watch an Angelina unique. Jolie a, movie. Yeah. Okay. Do I, you have a favorite Angelina Jolie movie? Ooh, that's tough. Um, ask me the next question, and I will get back to you on that. Okay. Uh, fill in the blank. The eternal power you would most like to have is. Uh, Festos, her, his ability to like come up with crazy inventions. Mm. I thought that was really cool. He's like the MacGyver of the Eternals. There was a vibe of almost Battlestar Galactica, the end of the TV yeah, series. Yeah, I liked how the one he, we yes. love to him, right? Like in terms of the, I thought about that movie a little, or that show a little bit. That is a great series, by the way. Yes. One that I don't think nearly. I should revisit about that, as man. much. Like that's a series. I think about it now because of Bo Katan on Mandalorian. Mm, yeah, I'm like that show was some really brilliant TV. I would put that up there with. Um, Oh, what's our one from Amazon Prime that we love? Um, Reacher? No, the space one that we like. Oh, all, for all it? mankind? Oh, no, that's not. No, the. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I forget. What's it called? Uh, the God. Expanse. The Expanse. Yeah, the yeah. Expanse, Battlestar Galactica. I mean, those are great shows that deal with interesting topics. You Do know, you have a movie? Andrew I was. Lo I'm looking at the list, and honestly, 
I don't know, man. Maybe you want Salma Hayek? And maybe she's Angelina Jolie's not in a lot of great movies. No, she's not. She is a she is a star, maybe more than a movie star. Yeah. Um not a Mr. and Mrs. Smith fan. No. Not I saw that movie fan. and hated it. Not Honestly, a Tomb Raider fan. Not a Tomb Raider fan. Hackers a is, is a great eight nineties movie, but uh, yeah, man, that's... Salma Hayek was in uh, that Robert Rodriguez movie. She's amazing. Yeah, yes. and, uh, she's also in From Dust to Dawn. That's the Robert Rodriguez movie, isn't it? No, From Dust to Dawn is the... Oh, the, yeah, he directed, but Tarantino's in it, right? That's the one with Clooney, yeah, yeah. and she's very good in that. She's good in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I she's, think she's Salma Hayek, good. I think. I think I think yeah. Salma Hayek. I think Let me I see here. Um... There's got to be, yeah. I mean, she's been in, she's been in better stuff. So, Frida, she was great in Frida. That's true. Once upon a time in Mexico. Yep. Um, she was in Traffic, which is yeah. She's not a lot of good stuff. Yeah. She was in the Wild Wild West. Oh God! Oh, movie. she was serendipity and dogma, which I, I I do like that movie. You can barely find that movie. That's a whole caught up in the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. Did you know that? That's no, I was wondering. It. That's why you can't find it anywhere. Mm. A bunch of those movies are. Uh, all right, favorite question here, Jim. Yeah, who's your favorite Eternals character? Karun, the <laughs> he's so good. The human who's following oh, the Eternals around, filming them, he's doing so cool good. Stuff. He's so 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 good in it. So it's not just that he's funny, because that he does create a lot of the character being there creates a lot of humorous moments, uh, because he's filming and he's treating everything like it's a reality TV show. But there are some like heartfelt moments I think where you rem you you're constantly reminded that not everybody is immortal. Right? And that there are people that are grateful for what these heroes have done, right? And I, I don't know. I thought that was a nice touch. No, I think it was... I, that character is super cool. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that character in this. Uh, finally, deep thoughts question. If you had to pick, all right, one or actor... Excuse me, one actor or actress you think that could help give a jolt to the MCU... You know, that could make it something that you would be like, okay, th this character, this guy, and I, you don't even have to tell me what character it is, but if they brought this actor or actress in, you think that it could help really get it to a level where you'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm back in. This is going to be somebody who's clearly going to be a big yeah, time yeah, I player. Got you. I understand. Who's it going to be? I think you baited me with this. Because, do you really? Yeah, I do. Because I, I'm going to say something that's probably going to surprise you. And it's probably exactly what you want me to say. It's Tom Cruise. Yeah, of course. It, it has I to be. Did, I, did, I, did, I did not, but I, I, it I has to be, don't I, disagree he's with the, it. He is, the, he is the one person right now that could walk into an MCU film and totally turn the dynamic on its head and just get whatever he wants right and do whatever let him do yeah right, right. like because the only way he's gonna do it is if he has right complete control to yeah not take any bs and i think something like maverick has the balance that you're looking for in a blockbuster right it has some emotional arcs and it and relatable relationships 
end spectacle, right? Yeah. It for it's for a, for a blockbuster. Yeah. You, you get all I, the things you would expect. And to be honest, that's what I'm hoping comes in the next two um, Mission Impossible movies because I've been I I enjoy the other ones, but I'm I found Maverick so much more compelling for that reason. I thought Fallout had mm, at least a little bit more of it. Yeah. And yeah, I do feel like it's going to be there. I The thing that makes me feel like it's going to be there is like there's now this whole team and it's like everybody who worked on basically, you know, the yeah. director's different, but all the writing, the editors, you know, like all those people are the same yeah. and you just, you figure at some point it has to go there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll see where the MCU if goes. If I had to pick an actress... Yeah, what actress would you pick? That's a really interesting. I mean, it's see, I, tough. we all love Florence Pugh, but she's already there. Yeah, that, and, and not... she doesn't necessarily have the power to generate. I the Tom, I didn't even think about the Tom Cruise one, but the the person who would have the power to be able to demand that, and like, who is that as an act? I mean, the problem is from the female side and the actresses. It's somebody like amazing actress like a Meryl Streep. But what are you? how does she go in and do that? Right. Like you're not going to be able to play the marquee character. Right. 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 Uh, in one of those films. Yeah. It would have to be. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like someone like Emily Blunt, I think it would be great. Obviously everyone already talked about her. She's so good. And she's so good in, um, live, die and repeat her and Cruz together her and Cruz together in a yeah or like someone like sandra bullock like i i feel like i feel like the power yeah where do they fit i don't know yeah i don't know i think she could pull off being a superhero well what's her name's gonna be in it right so she um charlize charlize right she's in it so that's interesting yeah she's she's an interesting i don't know i'm i'm intrigued I, i i am hanging on by a thread but i'm not I'm not giving up. I have a lot of faith in what James Gunn's going to yeah. put out. Um, and then I have more hope for the Marvels than a lot of people. Mm. I don't know why. I, I I'm love not sure the Miss Marvel I do. show. I, have, I really like some hope for that. I didn't, I, think it's I didn't love really Captain Marvel, the movie. I didn't love the Captain Marvel movie either. And I didn't love necessarily how she was used in any of the movies, but I just between Miss Marvel and I don't, there's yeah, just Ms. something Marvel about great. it. There's something I have faith in that. I would love to see uh, Jenna Ortega as one of the X-Men. <laughs> so would Claire. Yeah. She loves she loves Wednesday. Started Lil. Yeah. She loves Wednesday. Uh, all right, we will be back soon. Goodbye, everybody. Bye everyone. <laughs>